Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here are numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world. Think about it. Yeah. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing the show. Yeah, yeah we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves and welcome to episode 36 of Coach Talk. Uh, it's Tuesday, first full day of the bye week for us at Bosco. Um, if you listened yesterday, I mentioned that we beat Paramus Catholic last weekend and uh, finishing as the number four seed uh, for the state playoffs, we earned a first round bye. Uh, so we're off this week, um, and then we will play Del Barton at home uh, next Friday or Saturday, which will be, I think, November 9th or 10th. Uh, I'm not sure we we know yet whether it's going to be on Friday or Saturday. Uh, depends on some things, uh, other games that happen around the state. Uh, but pretty cool for us. Uh, definitely really exciting, especially coming off a 2-8 and eight season last year. Uh, we've definitely shown a lot of improvement, definitely become a lot tougher. Uh, you know, we started paying better attention to detail. We've built a better culture on the team, I think. I think our, our increased success this year is reflective of the efforts of everybody in the program. Um, and like I mentioned yesterday, we're four points away from having a 7-2 and two season and really feeling great about the work we put in. And, and I think that uh, it's a gift and a curse. I think obviously, you know, a, as players and coaches, you, you wish you were 7-2. and two. Uh, You wish that you had even more home field advantage and, and, and that you had an even higher seed going into the playoffs. But for me, thinking about it right now, I think it's kind of good to take that humble pie and and to come in a little bit as as underdogs, uh, to come in with a chip on our shoulder and know that you know we're really four points away from from making a run at this thing and, and winning every game left on our schedule. So it's, it's definitely exciting for us. Uh, before I get into kind of more of the playoff talk, a, a, a few sideline hustle announcements. Um, first of all, the press release challenge uh, will be on our Instagram story tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, it's been the, an insane amount of submissions. Uh, the press release video that I put out on Twitter and, and, uh, got like 50,000 views on Twitter, and then it got it has like 130,000 views on Instagram, which was our our uh, our most watched video ever on Instagram. Uh, was this video promoting the press release challenge? So the DMs have been flooded with with submissions. Uh, usually, I put just about everybody up as a nominee to try to just highlight everyone who took the time to to, to send in uh, whatever challenge it is. But this week, I'm going to have to really go through it and. And really select uh, a, a, some nominees and and probably pick the top 10 or 15 so that the Instagram story is not flooded with 150 submissions or whatever it is that we've gotten. We, we've had a ton. Um, so so there's that. And then if you guys saw today, uh, there's a really cool post uh, that, that I put together on hand combat. And I had a couple uh, clips of some boxers on there and compared wide receivers to counter punchers uh, when trying to beat press coverage of the line of scrimmage. And, and I think it's a really effective analogy, something that I haven't talked about Nearly enough, something that I got from Anthony Campanelli, who obviously I've talked about a lot on here. He's a defensive coordinator at Boston College, was the receivers coach at Rutgers when I was there. Uh, but just thinking of yourself as a counterpuncher, and that, you know, you don't like it, I do talk all the time about how it's a fist fight at the line of scrimmage, 
but you're not just coming out throwing haymakers. You're going to, you want to try to move the, the DB with your feet first. First and foremost, you got to win with your feet. Uh, you can't rely on your hands too much. Move the DB with your feet first, but eventually, if you beat him with your feet and you move him, he's going to respond by shooting his hands and trying to get hands on you, and that's when you want to be a counter puncher. He throws a one-hand jam, beat him with a, with a swap rip or a swap punch. If he throws a two-hand jam, you want tight wipers with your fingertips to the sky, uh, and kind of wipe his hands down and then rip through. Uh, you know, you kind of have a plan, but you, but you're countering to him. And, and generally, when a DB shoots his hands, he's going to stop his feet at that time as well. Only the, the best DBs are able to keep their feet moving and stay active from the waist down while also punching you in the face uh, with their hands. So, so usually when they shoot their hands, they stop their feet. And that's a huge opportunity for receivers to win if you can get their hands off right away. Uh, so just a, just a pretty cool clip. I kind of mashed up some, some boxing clips and some wide receiver hand combat clips. And, and the response has been really good so far. And I just think it sends a really good message uh, to you know, to all the receivers and receivers coaches, and I hope I hope that it provides a lot of value. So make sure if you're if you're listening to this or watching this, you go onto Instagram or Twitter and and check that video out. Um, so you know, like I mentioned, it's playoff time. You know, we got this first round by, kind of got an opportunity to collect our breath. Uh, you know, chill out for a week, slowly build up to to what's going to be you know a heck of a run and and going to take you know every ounce of effort we have as players and coaches. But I think the real message for all of us as a program is we just need to have an increased sense of urgency, um, an increased focus, an increased attention to detail. Because right now, like we can't have any complacency because right now one slip up could cost us the whole season. It's not like week three when it might be a big game, but hey, you know, if we lose the Bergen Catholic, chances are we'll see him again in the playoffs. It's not like week seven where, oh, okay, you know, we just got to be playing our best football by the end of the year. Like it is the end of the year. This is this is go time now. It's it's nut cutting time, as I saw one New Jersey coach put on uh, put on Twitter. Uh, but it, but it really is. I think and I think that needs to be reflected in practice. I think that I need to it needs to start with me as a coach. I need to do a better job of harping on every single detail and going absolutely crazy whenever we're not paying attention to detail and we're not super focused on the task at hand. Because if we have one missed block or one drop ball or one mental error during the game, that could cost us the game. And, and right now we've lost to Bergen Catholic by a point. We lost to St. Peter's by three points in overtime. Uh, so, you know, right now, like a huge difference in our season has come down to four points. For us to make up those four points, it starts with execution. It starts with discipline. And again, like I said, that that starts in practice. And we need to start taking that personally in practice and and playing in a way today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that reflects our increased sense of focus. And, and we need to show that we understand as a young team, uh, you know, as a, he's been a young coaching staff, we have a very, very young coaching staff, um, you know, as a, as a bunch of young guys just trying to, to work through this together, we need to show that we have each other's backs and we understand what this run is going to take um, and come in with the best focus day we could possibly have today and let that carry forward and continue to build. We can't think that this is, hey, this is a week off, we're on vacation, uh, we're going to chill out until Monday and then get it going on Monday. We can't have that. We don't have to kill ourselves today. We don't have to hit each other really hard. We don't have to run our legs into the ground. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be any of that, but our focus mentally, the, the pride we're taking in our details, the pride we're taking in fixing, you know, the little mistakes in our craft, that needs to be top notch. That needs to be through the roof. Um, and that will reflect in this playoff run we're about to make. If we don't, you know, if we don't uh, pay attention to detail, we don't have pride in, in getting the little things fixed that we need to in each of our games, then we're going to end up losing a game by one point or two points again. That's just the way football works. Uh, right now, we've lost two games because we were not disciplined enough and we did not execute well enough down the stretch. So how are we going to fix that? It's not just going to happen by us showing up again uh, at these places and expecting to get a different result against opponents that beat us in close games. So 
I think it's cool. It's very cool how familiar everyone is in this tournament, how much film we've seen of every opponent, how much film they've seen of us, how much the kids know each other, how much fellow coaches know each other. It, it's, it's a really cool rivalry amongst everybody in the state tournament. Um, but again, we do feel like we are, you know, one of, if not the best team here and we can win every game, but I'm trying to break down to the kids what this is going to take. And it starts with, with our sense of urgency and our attention to detail. Um, and I hope that it doesn't take much from me to get that out of the kids. I, I would like to think that we're not going to need a rah-rah speech and I'm not even going to need to give this speech necessarily for them to understand how important it is that we get all these little details fixed. Um, but, but, you know, that's, that's, that's really where we're at. And I'm very excited for this challenge. Um, for me as a competitor, you know, this brings out the best of me, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of people would say, but, but I'm certainly fired up to, you know, outcompete everybody. I remember talking to, to Anthony Campanelli, uh, about, you know, just the competitiveness. I'm like, Hey, what, what happens when it's not the most competitive environment? I feel like I'm letting the team down because I can't get everyone out of that. And he was like, you know, it's not your job. You're the wide receivers coach. Uh, it's not your job to create a competitive environment. It's everybody's job. It's the player's job. It's the head coach's job. It's the assistant coach's job to create a competitive environment. And then once that environment is established, it is your job as a position coach to be the most competitive guy in that environment and to outcompete everybody else with your energy, your effort, and your attention to detail. And I think that's what we're, we're getting now. Now, nothing is more competitive than a winner go home scenario, which is where we find ourselves now, obviously, in the playoffs. Um, so I'm hoping myself that I can raise my game and... and and really outcoach everybody on our team. Um, not to say that like I'm better than them or anything like that, but that's the kind of mentality. I want to co- outcoach every other coach on our team. I want to get my kids to play harder than every position group on our team uh, during this bye week and kind of set the tone for the team that way. That, that's kind of the mentality I'm going into this bye week with and going into these playoffs with is, is let, me, let me look at our position as receivers and let me bring the most effort and the most energy into my room and hope that that you know, becomes contagious to the rest of the team and that we are leading the pack as far as how hard we're working and how hard we're trying to improve ourselves during this kind of off period we have before, before the playoffs really start. Uh, so that's all I got. You know, just really trying to break down that playoff mentality for you guys and, and, and really excited about the challenges ahead and this run we're about to go on. Um, today's the first day of of what's got to be some really focused and crisp practices going forward. Uh, so that's all I got. Coach Leaves, episode 36 of Coach Talk on a Tuesday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. Yeah, they used to never want to see my town. I, I, I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line. Now, running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Reach. Yeah. Stop.